So ever since Elon Musk announced that Tesla sold 75% of their Bitcoin position, Bitcoin has only seen red daily candles. Is this a narrative that the bears are going to attach to price action? Snipers, you are tuning into this Saturday update. I'm here with Joshua Earp. And I want to talk about Bitcoin right now, rejecting this extremely important resistance level at 24,295. And then we saw a lower high at 23,795, exactly at our sniper's resistance levels. We have the exact numbers, unlike other analysts that post these large ranges or these channels. We always give you guys the exact number to give you the best and most accurate crypto cryptocurrency technical analysis. It's not a coincidence that we have this lower high here and a rejection of this extremely important level. And the bears are starting to say that because Elon Musk sold his Bitcoin, that's it. We're going to be seeing further downside. And by the way, Elon Musk's average price that he sold was right around that $30,000 level. I believe it was right around 29,500 is what people are predicting. Nobody knows the exact number. They did not release that in their filings. But it's a Saturday. We're not going to go into traditional markets, but here's what I want to say. Bitcoin is at a very vulnerable position, rejecting 24,300 because that puts 20,000 back on the table. And who knows what's going to happen when we test 20,000 again, if we test 20,000 again. And I think that this is a scenario that will put the bulls and the bears on their toes, because if we come back to 20,000, the bulls are going to say that, OK, we're going to form a another higher low and then bounce up. And that was the bottom. But the bears are going to say, well, that's a fourth test and fourth knock of this extremely important support. At that point, it's going to have to break. Right. And so we like to take a realist approach, not a super pessimistic or super optimistic approach when looking at these charts. And what I'll say is just to read the tape on what's happening with equity markets and the DXY camping out at 106.50 right now. We know 106.50 is important for the US dollar because below that opens up this door to see bearish price action. But above that, we continue to break multi-decade highs for the DXY. So why is it having a cup of coffee at 106.50? It's not wanting to move away from this area right now. I think it's because on July 26th or the 27th, Jerome Powell's going to announce the next interest rate hikes. And so if we get a interest rate hike that is over what people expected, right? People are expecting a 75 point basis interest rate hike. Let's say we get a 100 point basis interest rate hike and the markets are surprised. The dollar may pump and that could lead to the cryptocurrency market and that markets continuing to sell off. But I think that if we start to see the feds lower their increases, so let's say we do a 50 point basis interest rate hike and everyone's expecting 75 points then maybe we actually see the DXY lose some value and we start to see the DXY slow down. Now, that could happen and the DXY could still be in a bull market because it could come all the way down to its 20 week moving average and stay in a bullish trend. But the point is that we start to see this relief rally that's occurring in equity markets and in Bitcoin show continuation and a little bit more follow through. And then we can start talking about some more upside targets above 24,300. So I think the markets are waiting on Jerome Powell and they're a little bit uncertain on what they're going to do, how they're going to approach this next interest rate hike, because in our last CPI report, oil started to come down for the first time in 2022. And yes, CPI overall inflation was up, but oil is usually a leading indicator that inflation's coming down. And because that came down, people are saying that they're going to do a 50 point rate hike. And if that's the case, I believe DXY comes down and then Bitcoin could potentially continue back 
into this relief rally getting back above 24,300 and now we're eyeing the CME gap at 30,000 which we know the CME gap at 30,000 doesn't have to get filled because there's another CME gap up top at 34,000 and so it's quite clear that the trend is still our friend we're still in a downwards trend all that we're seeing right now is a test of a major resistance for those that took short positions on altcoins or Bitcoin inside of our extremely important resistance range here at 24,295 to 23,800. You are very happy right now with that short position because just on 9x, you could be at around 80% profit with this current price action. I think some of the altcoins that we took shorts in for those in the Discord already in 80% profits for the ones that I've held at break even from taking those short positions when Bitcoin tested this major resistance. And so the charts are still black and white and the trend is still that Bitcoin is underperforming the equity markets because it's not a risk on environment. I say that that's very clear because you can see Bitcoin's range at 30,000 was the same time frame that the Nasdaq was trading around this 1,200 or whatever $12,600 range. And right now the Nasdaq reclaimed this range, but Bitcoin hasn't reclaimed the range that it was trading in in that same time frame. And so Bitcoin's clearly the underperformer right now. And that's clearly shown with the Elon Musk news. Ever since then, we've only seen red daily candles. S&P 500 has had some green daily candles. And so that's pretty much all I have for Bitcoin right now. And then I'll say this, the Ethereum US dollar pairing, if it crosses below 1440, that's going to be a very big deal because that's going to turn into a very strong resistance level. We don't want to see Ethereum get below its 2018 previous all time high. This is more than just a support level. This is a very critical point for Ethereum. If Ethereum crosses below 1440, that could be disastrous to other altcoins. And so we have to monitor 1440 as long as we stay above 1440, 1760 is still in the playbooks. Ethereum and the Bitcoin chart already hit its major resistance level here, forming this lower high. We've got three taps of this extremely important resistance level. And so, Josh, I'm going to let you go into your chart here in just a second. But people are saying, could Ethereum see new all time highs? Well, if we're assuming Ethereum is going to see new all time highs, we have to also assume Bitcoin is going to see new all time highs. And so I do not expect Ethereum to Bitcoin chart to just go parabolic out of nowhere. The only time this chart is parabolic is when Bitcoin is in price discovery or Bitcoin is going parabolic. There hasn't been a decoupling effect in the past, and therefore I do not expect one in the future, regardless of the merge in September. Ethereum has actually put a lot of funds underwater with the Ethereum 2.0 staking and stu stuff like that. You know, uh, you know. So, you know, Bitcoin dominance is still very low. If I'm going to bet on anything, it's the fact that at some point Bitcoin dominance is going to come higher into the 50% range, and so that wouldn't spell too well for these altcoins. And Josh, I'll let you share some of your thoughts. Uh, I don't believe there's many other important puzzle pieces. Nobody likes when I pull up this puzzle piece, but Bitcoin against Tesla, I like to monitor as many correlations as possible. It's starting to break away from this consolidation. And the reason I think that's significant is because this could be a leading indicator as it was from the $30,000 level that Bitcoin is ready to actually decouple further from the equities. And so you know, Tesla being one of the largest equities, I like to monitor Bitcoin against one of the largest equities. And you can see right now it's actually breaking this consolidation. That's not a bullish puzzle piece whatsoever into the weekend. And so be very careful for Bitcoin right now. I would say that if and I'll, I'll wrap up with this, if we're looking for 
the next move. The shorts have already been taken. It would be risky to enter into a short position right now. Josh, I'm glad that you mentioned that in your live stream that we just did before this. If you're not subscribed to Josh's YouTube channel, the link is in the description below. But Josh talked about right now, we already missed the boat. If you're looking to short Bitcoin, uh, for those in the Discord, we took shorts on altcoins. You know, I don't like to short Bitcoin. I like to short altcoins whenever Bitcoin's looking like it's a good time to short. And so the next move would be to go long. And what I'm looking at right now is 21,000, where we have the weekly open down to the monthly open at 20,000. But we could even see a break of this level because we know in the past Bitcoin has done this where it fails to form a higher low and it goes just a little bit lower before seeing that reversal. And this move would just be to clear out margin traders and really put the bulls and the bears on their feet. And so the bulls would say that we're going to hold this level. I think we'll hold this level because we did get institutional buy pressure on the volume. You can see we have not seen sell pressure yet to equate to the amount of uh, buy pressure we've seen down at 17.6. So obviously some institution was buying this dip. And so if Bitcoin gets anywhere inside of this region here below 19,000, I am expecting more institutional buy volume. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is because we haven't seen any sell pressure equate to this in this consolidation yet. So a low volume breakdown back to an area with high volume from institutions would be a no brainer to take a long position. So that's what I'm looking for when it comes to a long position from 21,000 and below with a stop loss at 17,204, which is our range support, which Bitcoin hasn't even tested, which is bullish, came just above it and reversed and has so far bottomed out. And so we still have the potential of saying that this is a bottom. We're going to have to allow time to tell. Josh, I'd love for you to share your thoughts here. and We'll wrap up this quick live stream. I see we have Omar, Alex, Sarah and DP on our live stream. Thank you guys for being tuned in. And I will switch over to you now, Josh. All right. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Alabadi. By the way, if you guys are enjoying this expert technical analysis, please leave a one in the live chat below because the things that Naeem is covering is very, very important. And, you know, he's predicted a lot of this that's already happening. So if you were to already, you know, tune in and stay up to date with his videos and you would already know that. Um, so let me go ahead and share as well, kind of my thoughts. Now, interesting thing here is that, um, Let's, let's go ahead and move this down here is that, you know, let's go to the weekly real quick. Usually I try to go based off of the, the lines that have the most confluence for the long term, right? And because I, you know, when I first started trading, I would get wrecked because I would draw these imaginary lines on my chart that just didn't mean anything. They were very short term, like, you know, I'd be, I'd be on the five minute and draw some line and it would get invalidated and I, you know, the whole thing. So and this was several, several years ago. And as you get older and as you start trading and as you mature and, and as you use more discipline, you'll start to real you'll you'll start to draw mostly less lines. But also at the same time, um, when you do draw them, they have to really, really matter, right? And so so these spider lines, they go all the way back to the very beginning of 2018. So I mean, and they are just dead accurate. I mean, they literally called the exact top here, they called the exact top here. They call it the exact bottom here, um, you know, local bottom even. And there's a few below us, by the way. So we could potentially get down to 10,000, uh, the 10,000 mark. But the interesting thing to note here is that this yellow line that we're seeing has always been the bottom. 
And, and we are retracing in the opposite direction or pumping, I should say, from that line. Now, whenever we zoom in closer on the weekly here, we, we have busted out of this very important, you know, I, I could, you could even call it long-term trend line, this red line going down, this GAN fan. We busted out above it. We hit the spider line right here. And we still, before we're out of the woods and we can officially say we're in a, in a bull market, in my opinion, we have to get above this red line right here because that is the line that has the most long-term resistance all the way from the top of, uh, what is that, you know, 69,000 roughly. And so the moment that we bust to the upside of that and maybe test it as support and continue to the upside, that's whenever you're going to see me get super bullish. But right now, guys, right now, I'm not the most bullish person in the world, even though I am bull long term. And, and if you don't like it, that's fine. You don't have to like it because I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. All I care about is if I'm winning or if I'm losing. And right now I'm winning. So, um, so basically right here, as you can see, this is on the weekly. Let's go take a look at the daily. It was so funny because like right when we were around 24, 23,000, you know, there was uh, one of your one of your subscribers nine left the comment like, man, this guy's way too bearish, man. <laughs> and I started laughing because I was going to say, well, let's, let's see who's right. You know, we'll see who's right. Um, now here's the thing guys. First of all, I am, a, I am a Bitcoin bull. I am not a Bitcoin bear. I actually, I hold a lot of Bitcoin in spot positions and I just do small leveraged shorts on derivatives platforms that don't affect the price just to hedge my bets. That's the whole point. One of my business partners, Tony Forsman, and his father created this thing called the hedge fund, the very first hedge fund in the United States of America. I believe they have, you know, a hundred, maybe a couple hundred billion dollars under assets, under management. And uh, you, you always want to be hedging your bets, guys. Don't let anybody trick you into being only bullish or only bearish or whatever the case is. You have to approach this with logic and reason, not with emotions. So anyway, if you guys have been watching the channel here with Naeem and I, uh, you'll know that I took a short out at 24,000, sold it around this area, got back in right, right here, and we're still holding the short. Um, we've been taking profit a little bit, shaving off along the way. All you have to do is go back and watch the previous live streams or the previous videos, and you'll see that these white lines right here that I have drawn were already drawn here before this price action was even here. We didn't even have a breakthrough of this white line right yet. And I, we already had these lines drawn. And so far, it has respected these lines almost perfectly. And so, so very, very important. Um, somebody asked me, we just went live on my channel as well. And somebody asked, you know, uh, would you, where would you feel comfortable opening up a short? To, to be honest with you, I would not feel comfortable opening up a short right now until we cross this line right here, which is the middle line of the parallel channel. And even then I may not, because sometimes when you miss the boat, you miss the boat. You don't want to FOMO into a trade and, and you, you know, like some, there's plenty of times where I wish I was on the long and it starts pumping without me. And I'm just, I have to sit there on the sidelines like shit. You know, this, this is all about discipline guys. This is about trading the best, leaving the rest. If you miss the boat, you miss the boat. Don't FOMO in. There's going to be plenty. The market's not going anywhere. There's going to be plenty and plenty of other opportunities along the way. And so that's why I'm not really worried about it. But the one thing I will say is we could still be a little bit bullish. Like this is the bull's last chance. It's almost like a giant tug of war. I'm going to show you guys in a different chart here in a second. But this is literally 
like the Bulls' last chance, um, not last chance, but just in the immediate short term to pump this up. Because look at this spider line right here. It called the top here, called the top here. Okay, now it's being tested as resistance. And what's interesting is on the daily, we only wicked below the spider line, which means we could still be bullish. Okay, so let's go ahead and take a look at a at a less uh, busy chart. Still the same thing, Bitcoin here. Looks like someone's flexing their Lamborghini outside. Uh, so ignore that, those noises. Um, shout out to my friend Tonino Lamborghini, by the way. Um, got, got an interesting picture with him on my Facebook. I speak at a lot of events and things like that. But with this, with this chart, Naeem and I both do. With this chart right here, it's a little, there's less going on. Um, same chart. It becomes a little bit more obvious here that we have the parallel channel, but then we also have the sideways channel. And when we're looking at the sideways channel, let me just straighten up these lines a little bit. When we're looking at this, I mean, if we were to test the top of this, this sideways channel as support, we could still be bullish. So that's why I'm saying, guys, do not open up short. That's why we shorted up here and then we took profit down here and stop losses break even or even in profit because of the fact that we always want to be prepared for both scenarios. Okay, you always want to be prepared for both scenarios. And so for this case right here, as you can see, we came up, boom, 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 we broke through it. And, you know, this is we're at the we're at an inflection point, as Naeem and I always like to say, because at this point, we could test this as support and continue all the way up to 28,000, maybe even more at the, the CME gap at, you know, 30,000 or over 30,000, whatever that CME gap is up there. But also, if we don't reclaim this line and we let's say if we were to break below this line, you know, then you could maybe if you wanted to, you could probably open up a small short with not a large percentage of your account, low leverage, once again, low leverage and uh, and, and then just set your stop loss right above uh, this line right here. And then you could potentially write it all the way down to the weekly or monthly open. And so that's kind of uh, what we're looking at, guys. And, uh, you know, we just want you guys to be careful. We want you to be safe. We want you to be, you know, like like I said, Naeem and I are both holding a lot of Bitcoin in spot positions. The last thing we want is for this price to go down. But we also don't want to be so delusional that we end up screwing ourselves up, you know, with, with a bunch of hoping, right? So, so let's, you know, with all that being said, uh, that's kind of what I'm looking at. And uh, the other thing I will say is that with the DXY, even though uh, I think it's closed right now, isn't it, Naeem? Because it's Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, one last thing I wanted to say is uh, before we touch on the DXY, one last thing is, guys, where were you guys at a few live streams ago before all this price action was here? We had these lines drawn. We predicted and we knew that this was going to happen. We don't, you know, you can never be 100% sure, but you can there's no guarantees in life, but there's increased probabilities. And even in a bull market, things do not go just straight up forever, no matter what, for the end of time. That's just not the way that this stuff goes, um, even in a bull market. I hate to say it, but it's true. And so even if we are bullish here, that's why we still opened the short up at 24000 sold down here, opened up again, sold down here, still have a little bit in the account just in case there is further downside. But those are the things I wanted you guys to be aware of is – to always stay up to date with Naeem's channel because we always cover everything that happens on this channel first. 
And, um, and it's just, you know, if you were with us, then you would have seen this move coming. We called this move. We nailed this move. And, you, you know, by not, by not taking these trades with us, you know, you're losing out on profit. So let's go check out the DXY real quick, and then I'll hand it over to you if you want to answer questions, maybe look at all the points, whatever. But the whole thing is, guys, is the GAN technical analysis is very, very important. And as you can see, we got a perfect bounce on the daily of the DXY. And so that could mean potentially that we have further upside ahead of us. If we break this GAN fan down here, then the next target would be somewhere around the monthly open, which is where there's also confluence, the monthly open and this GAN line right here, which is a longer term line. This is a long term line. These are not imaginary lines. And so, so that's what I wanted to cover. And uh, another thing I wanted to say, and we can always go into um, a few altcoins later or something if you want. It's up to you. But, uh, but the other thing I was going to say is that also... Um, in the description of this video, you will see Traders Profit Club. And if you want to get in on these moves before everybody else and find out what are the best altcoins to buy or short, or if you should be longing Bitcoin at the right time, I highly recommend that you check out TradersProfitClub.com. Once again, the link is in the description in this video. That's pretty much it for me. So uh, let's hand it back over to you, Knight. Thank you so much, Josh. Omar in the live chat says, Crypto will succeed, but for the moment, it's like gambling with low odds. I actually would say that right now is the best time to be in the markets because it's the best time to accumulate Bitcoin for the long term inside of your hard wallet, your cold storage. And it's the best time to trade because you're able to short the altcoins, short Bitcoin if you'd like. And when we start to see these reversals, when we're hitting major support levels, you can take long positions and the prices aren't so exuberant to the point where let's say you step you know you step into a position you set your stop loss to break even and that asset just starts to soar and eventually hits price discovery now you have a long term position in that asset and of course as soon as the fees start to come in and eat the position up you want to close that but it's an amazing time to be in the market it's way better to be taking long positions on altcoins or let's say for bitcoin at 20,000 than it is to be taking long positions at 45,000 or 69,000 or 65,000 because those positions right now you have a lot less risk and so I think if anything when everyone is away from the markets is when you want to be in the markets right so retail right now is distracted with their nine to fives whatever it might be and now that's the time that the opportunity is in the market so Josh you mentioned you mentioned something very important that I want to talk about which is you know a lot of people are looking at Bitcoin right now vertically and so that might be through uh, Elliott Wave analysis, it might be through Fibonacci or through these channels that we're forming. But I think that there are times where it pays to start looking at the charts horizontally. And a great example of that is the last descending channel that Bitcoin was in. Notice how when we started to break out from that channel, it didn't really pay to start looking at this breakout vertically more than it paid to look at this horizontally and I say that because right now it's so similar to this initial breakout from this descending channel where we went up let's say 38% and you can see even for this one right now it's actually exactly 38% as well and so this is looking a lot like this fractal here if we were to do some Fibonacci retracement what you'll notice is if we were to start to look at this horizontally you know, there was a point where we came all the way down to the 786 here to form the next low. 
That would have been an amazing long position after a confirmation of this breakout. And so let's pull up the Fibonacci on this one right now. You know, if we were to just come to the 786 like we did in that previous fractal, I mean, we're talking about 19,000 US dollars again, right? We're talking about a retest yeah. of you know, this level where we fake a lot of people out here because they think we're going to form a higher low, maybe hold 20K again, but then we drop below it again, 19K. You know, I think that that's on the table. It's very similar to that previous consolidation. And so if we're starting to look at this horizontally, not vertically, then I want to pull up the sniper's chart because one thing we always do is look at the horizontals. We always look at the major support and resistance levels. Why is 24,295 so important? Why are we rejecting this level? Well, we talked about this when Bitcoin initially broke 20,000 US dollars for the first time ever in late December of 2020. The first place that we stopped was here at 24,295. That's where we found a candle high. As a matter of fact, if we go on the weekly chart, what you'll notice is the significance is a lot more exaggerated here at 24,000 because the candle high for the week that broke the 2018 previous all time high at the time we had never come into this region of price. The candle high was 24,295, which is why we had it on our snipers chart as a major resistance level. And that's not a coincidence that right now Bitcoin is inside of this exact same range. Now, let's start to look at what we're getting with this weekly candle as it closes in the next 24 to 48 hours. And what we're looking at is a rejection of the 200 week moving average. It would be the second rejection here. You can see we rejected this before. And as a matter of fact, the first time we broke right through, we didn't even get to test it. And so this is a rejection, even testing major resistance and a rejection of the 200 week. If we close below twenty two thousand six hundred and seventy five, where the 200 week is currently sitting, that's not a bullish puzzle piece. And so we just have to keep all of these factors in mind and realize that July 26th and July 27th will most likely give us more answers as we start to see exactly what's going to happen with the Fed's interest rate hike. And then markets can react to that and then we can take a more appropriate position. And of course, we just want to prepare for what's to come. We don't know what's going to come. We can't predict everything with a magic ball. But what we do know is if we get a 50 point hike, then we could potentially see markets come up because that's a lot less than people expect. If we get a 100 point hike, then at that point, markets may come down. The DXY may continue above 106.56. But the DXY having its cup of coffee at 106.56, we're going to get an answer to that over the next few days. So let's continue to monitor price. I don't see justification right now for Bitcoin to move back above 24,300 during this weekend. It is on the table, but I don't think it's likely with the way equity markets are performing and especially Bitcoin as of recently, since the Tesla news, you can see it's starting to not perform as well as the S&P 500. We're already fully below the 50 day moving average for Bitcoin against the spy. And so it's only a matter of time before Bitcoin potentially loses this 50 day moving average for not performing as strong as the equity markets. And outside of that, I will say that the CME gap once again doesn't matter because there's one at thirty four thousand. There's certainly no justification for Bitcoin to get here just yet. Uh, there's already justification for Bitcoin to reach 30,000 if we were to just follow the market structure of the Nasdaq. But we're not getting that because Bitcoin is not performing as well as the Nasdaq right now. And so those are some odd puzzle pieces. Ethereum, though, I will say it, it, it sort of is following the Nasdaq. Uh, it, it did almost get to this consolidation range, uh, but that's expected with an altcoin of a lesser market cap and more volatility. I would say Bitcoin dominance in general is most likely going to come further up at some point. 
And so don't bet on altcoins seeing new all-time highs right now. In my opinion, I think that Bitcoin first needs to get out of its bear market. One thing I do like on the four-dimensional revolving parts is the VIX could be calming down. We're breaking the midpoint of this channel. It's too early to tell, but this would be very nice to see. And then outside of that, I will say that, let's see, the NASDAQ failing to test this 20-week moving average. By the way, we're talking about the DXY. I've said this before. If the DXY comes down, let's say interest rate hikes are not as bad as we think, the DXY could come all the way down to this 20-week moving average, and that would extend this rally a lot further, and the DXY could still be in a bullish trend. This would make the bear market a lot longer than it's supposed to be um, for the DXY to calm down now and not continue price discovery, test the 20-week moving average. You know, that is a very likely scenario, in my opinion, after the DXY has already broke multi-decade high. So this is going to be very important to monitor as we get those interest rate announcements from Jerome Powell. And with that, you know, Bitcoin inside of the range with a resistance of 24,295, a support of 17,204. So far rejecting for the first time ever the $24,295 resistance level. Let's continue to monitor price. Equity markets are closed during the weekend, but we do have several important announcements coming into next week on Tuesday. We also have Google, Facebook, and a lot of massive thing companies and their earnings coming out next week. We saw what happened with Snapchat down 40% after its earnings. And that also brought Meta and Google down. And so let's see what happens with the big tech companies. American Express just announced earnings on Friday. They did very well, actually, with no indicators of a recession. Consumer spending continuing to increase. And so that was very interesting to see. Joshua says, in a Wheel of Fortune episode, the puzzle clue was Bitcoin in the future. Watch it, folks. I saw Crypto Zombie had it on his video before. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracies, right? Nini says, for economy to stabilize, we need 8 to 9% rates again to stop inflation. Yeah, I don't think the feds will go above 6%, to be honest with you. I mean, they're already playing with fire right now. If you've seen the Fed Pivot Indicator, if you haven't, search on Twitter, Fed Pivot Indicator. They don't have much more room to raise interest rates higher. The DXY can already cause a lot of problems in the global macroeconomic sense with it being so strong. That's not necessarily a great thing for the global economy. And so Billy says, thank you. Thank you, guys. Smash the like button if you want more of this content from Josh and I. And Josh, I appreciate all of your analysis, man. Thank you for tuning in and being on and with us all. Remember to subscribe to Josh's channel. The link is also down below. Justin Makasing said, I think so too. Around 14,000 or 11,000 complete the 80 to 85% correction from every all-time high of the Bitcoin cycle. Yeah, you know, um, you just have to understand how brutal a bear market could get because like if we look at Snap, you know, I, I, I like to bring this up, but just look at Snap here, down 39% in one day. And that's after already being down over 80% from this brutal bear market. But in one day, it came down. Imagine an asset you own that was already 80% down from its high coming down 40% in one day, you know? And so Bitcoin is actually in a better position. It's only down like 75% from its high so far. And that means that it could see another 40, 50, 60% drop, right? Um, but that's that's why you have to be careful in a, uh, in a bear market. That's why, as I mentioned, the best way to make money right now is you're not going to catch the top. The top already came. So the only thing you can do is catch a bottom at this point. And so for the long term positions, you dollar cost average and hold on a hard wallet. And now is the time to take short positions and to take long positions and trade both sides of the spectrum, because at some point we're going to catch a bottom. 
but we also know that there's still further downside on the table and that the sentiment's still bearish. It's like the easiest time to be trading the markets right now, at least in my opinion, to be able to take short positions at these major resistance levels, take long positions at these extremely important support levels. Man, what a time to be in the market at very reasonable valuations as well. I couldn't ask for more as a trader. And so with that, thank you all for tuning into the Snipers channel today. I'll see some of you guys on the discord. Thank you, Josh, for tuning in with us. And I think that's it for today. Usman says great 5D analysis. <laughs> well, I think we're good, man. Snipers. Do you have any you want to address any questions? Um, Hamal mentioned you. Yeah, someone just said, Josh, I didn't take the short, but yes, you have been calling it out as a local top and might come down to test. Yeah, that's why it's just so important to make sure you subscribe to Naeem's channel, hit bell notifications to all if you haven't already, and, uh, and join Traders Profit Club because a lot of the moves that we talk about are on Traders Profit Club. So that's really the last thing that, uh, that I wanted to say. Awesome. Well, we'll have another update out if something changes in the immediate short term. But I still maintain that 22,000 is the most important support level because of the fact that that's where we have the Bollinger Band previous resistance, which now could be considered support. So 22,000 is still the most important in the immediate short term. And then, of course, in the immediate short term, I would say even this channel resistance at 23,100 ish right now with this daily candle is the most important resistance in the immediate short term. Uh, so far, we broke out of this channel. We're breaking back down into this channel. And this is totally garden variety market behavior to come and get overstretched a bit to test a major level. And we obviously got our answer at that major level, which was a rejection so far. And so let's see what happens. We also got another test of the second most important level. And so in the immediate short term, 22,000, extremely important uh, because we were watching this fractal where the Bollinger Band resisted price and then price ended up seeing new lows here. We didn't see resistance. We broke through the Bollinger Band. So this is extremely important right now. Twenty two thousand in the immediate short term or else we could see some volatility. And with that, I'll see you guys on our next video. Snipers out.